Hello, and welcome to the We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together Like Ever podcast. My name is Caitlin Minton, and... Kurt Fletcher over here. Nice. Episode how, 18. How are you, Kurt? I'm doing pretty swell. Nice. You know, uh, just had a couple slices of pizza. Me too. Pretty good. I had three. <laughs> I had two, but I also had a double cheeseburger from Five Guys earlier. Mm-hmm. That was pretty delightful. I did not have that. I have what I have every Friday. What is it? It is a bowl of garden vegetable soup with pesto with a French baguette from Panera Bread. Jeez, that is fancy. It's delicious. Today's and podcast is sponsored by Panera Bread. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I get a large green tea, and it's delicious. Cool. Yep. That's my Friday lunch meal that I treat myself to. And that's the soup of the day. Soup du jour. That sounds good. I'll have that. (laughs) (laughs) That is from the film Dumb and Dumber. It is. Yes. I know the film. Put it on the tab of sea bass. (laughs) I need a sea bass in my life. Right? I guess someone that will take the bill, not even... Not knowingly? Yeah. Like just, just, just someone at the restaurant that you can point at? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a chump. <laughs> That's what I should have done the other day. When? I should have went to... When I ran into Jeremy at the brewery, I should have been like, oh, I'd like this drink, and the gentleman over there said that it was on him. <laughs> that guy that looks really boring that's staring at his phone? Yeah, he'll take care of it. This is my impression of him. This is an audio podcast. I know, I was just showing you. Oh, okay. The laughter was required. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that, though. Yeah, let's not. We don't need a Jeremy episode. Okay. <laughs> How not we start it over since you're being a douchebag? I'm not. It came up organically. It did. You just ruined the whole vibe. Nah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> then say something. Okay, so before we started the podcast, we were talking about a song by Freak Nasty called The Dip. Because Caitlin is eating chips and dip right now. It made me think it's of that song. It's my dessert from my three slices of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to treat herself on Fridays. I just came from the gym. Yeah. So back off. Yeah. So, the song called The Dip, I'm sure you guys are familiar. Was that his only, or their only one hit? Oh yeah, it had to be. You can't follow that. That's such a good song. Like, what else can you put out? Do you think that Chris Brown is a one-hit wonder? (laughs) (laughs) Too soon, Caitlin. And it's not that funny because he's had a lot of great songs. Yeah. Alright, continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about The Dip. The question I always wondered about this song is like... So I pulled up the lyrics here. Let me find those. He says, I put my hand upon your hip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. So I always wondered like when he says we dip, like, is he talking about just him and the lady? That I think so. Because okay. the next line is you put your hand upon my hip. Okay. When you dip, I dip, we dip. Okay. I think that that says okay. that you and I are yeah. dipping. I think it could have been like a national phenomenon if he would have had the entire crowd dipping. Because, you know, there are songs 
that have like a dance that go on with them and mm -hmm, the whole mm -hmm, crowd mm -hmm. does it. I think that this song could have done that had he included the entire group. Isn't there a dance from, from a music video to this song? I have no idea. I don't know either. It's too, <laughs> it's, I'm too young to know. Uh-huh. We'll have to, we'll have to look that up later. All right. Well, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. It's a, it's a catchy tune. It is. Mm -hmm. It's super catchy, and mm -hmm. I hate it. Isn't there like a metal version or something weird? Um, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't think it's this song. Uh, or is it country or something? When you dip, I'll dip you. <laughs> no, that's, that's no, Daryl Rhodes. Daryl Rhodes. <laughs> Rhodes, yeah. He's a comedian. Oh my god, he's been doing that for what, 30 <clears throat> years now? Not that song. The dip's not that old. It has to be. That's not 30 years old. Yeah, it is. No. It's almost 30. Is it really? It's got to almost Jesus. be 30. Maybe it is. It might be like 25 at least. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking early 90s. 1996. Okay. That's a lot newer than I thought. It's 20 years old. Yeah. Okay, 20 years is a long time to be doing a song in a, in a comedy act. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk about that. Let's talk about... Okay, so you're a comedian. Do you think that there is value in figuring out your act, and then it works, and then you just take it on the road and do it for 20 years? Uh, or do you think that as a true artist, and if that's total bullshit, true artist, uh -huh. air quotes, like, um, do you think that that's better to like continually be con um, creating new material? I think it's better. Like, um, ideally, <clears throat> like I've but, been doing a lot of the lot of the same jokes for a lot of a lot of years. But I also, whenever I go to a club that I go to a lot, I always try to have at least five new jokes written. You know, what is what is requisite to keep working a club? Like you can even do the same as long as it works. I think so. It's just it depends on your popularity. Like some people love that stuff. Like you know, uh, cool. I, I know comics. Like there's a guy named John Fox. He did his he did his same act from the '80s. Like, just for years, like, word for word, like, didn't change a word. And people liked it, like, people they loved would, it. like, a like a familiar song on the yeah, radio. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. But, it's, it's just different, like, but, like, if you're, like, at a bigger level as a comedian, like, where you got Netflix specials and stuff, like, you, I think you have to keep pumping out new material all the time. Yeah. Like, if you're at that level. I already feel the pressure to pump out new material. Yeah. And I think it's because... I think it's because because uh, you're in a small market, so it's a lot of the same crowd. Well, exactly. It's the fan base. Yeah. So they expect more of me. Yeah. See, that's how I felt when I... Because when I was MC at Laughs, because I would MC at Laughs at least once a month, uh -huh. it seemed like. And a lot a lot of it was the same, same people coming in, so I felt like I had to change my act a lot. Because mm -hmm. I would notice, like, if I told a joke that usually gets a laugh and it wasn't getting a laugh, I was like, okay, all these people have probably seen me before. But when I threw on a new joke, it would get a big laugh. Uh -huh. Just because it was new and, like, they hadn't heard it yet. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And that's the thing with jokes is they're not really like songs. Like, if people hear a song that they love, they'll listen to that song forever. 
Yeah, because the joke has like a certain surprise element to it. Like right. The song doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. And once you've already heard the surprise, or if you haven't heard it in a long time, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. forget. Uh huh. Like they're. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll watch Troy Baxter. I've seen him perform over a hundred times, but still I watch him and like he'll say something that I totally forgot about. Right. And, just, and then also the magic of uh, live performance is you're only seeing that one show that one day. Uh huh. Um, it's going to be different from any other show, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so we're saying um, that it's better to create yeah. material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, as far as staying true to myself, I always want to be writing. Mm-hmm. And I guess that will bring me into another thing I want to talk about today is writing processes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been struggling with writing lately. I've just been struggling in my personal life in general. And, uh, I just don't like my voice right now. Maybe not my physical voice, but my mm-hmm. community voice. And to a point where I just want to throw away everything. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> a good friend of mine kind of lit a fire under my ass and told me that writer's block was bullshit and that I was lazy <laughs> and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so that really got to me. So I, I've been writing the last few days and I've been... And I actually saw this quote. Let me pull it up really quick. <clears throat> it's from this painter. And I actually, I actually heard heard this on an audio book before he even told me this mean shit. Mm-hmm. I just glared at the computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the quote is by Chuck Close. And it's, The advice I like to give to young artists, or really anybody who will listen to me, is not to wait around for inspiration. Inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. If you wait around for the clouds to part and a bolt of lightning to strike you in the brain, you are not going to make an awful lot of work. All the best ideas come out of the process. They come out of the work itself. Things occur to you. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when I heard that and read that... Um, when they talk about the work, I took that two ways. Like, you get a lot of inspiration. I shouldn't say inspiration because they just said that's bullshit, but you get... <laughs> it is inspiration from stage work. Mm-hmm. And that's the work, too. But also, the most important work is the writing. <clears throat> so what I've been doing is I've just been... Like, I like to call it clocking in to write. Mm-hmm. Where I'll just say, I'm going to write right now. Instead of just how I normally do, I just kind of like, oh, I have this idea, I'll make it into a thing. Like, I, I sit down and I come up with ideas. That's good. And sometimes it, like, gets things going, you know. So it's a little bit different. It's, uh, I was going to ask you, like, when you do that, like, do you have, like, a time limit that you put on yourself or, like, because I've noticed, like, when I do stuff like that, it seems like two hours is, like, a pretty good stopping point. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how long we wrote the other day, but it definitely fizzled out. Yeah. So, and I think part of it was I was just annoyed by your presence. Mm-hmm. 
So it happens. So that was definitely less than two hours. <laughs> yeah, it was a good like it was a good solid hour that we were writing. Mm -hmm. We were really working. So, um, that was productive. And then last night I met up with Nikki Mathis, and um, that was pretty productive. The most of the writing I did was before she arrived, though. Mm -hmm. So. <clears throat> I spent about half an hour writing, and then we spent probably half an hour writing. Okay. And but you know, just observing people in the bar, like things get sparked easier than when you're just sitting at home or yeah, when you're in your normal surroundings, like at work, home, car ride, gym, like where you norm or even open mic, just wherever you normally go. But just taking it off the path a little bit mm -hmm. helps it. And another thing is like a lot of thing. Another thing I would rely on for writing is I would live my life in such a way that I would mine for comedy material, and especially like in my dating life, I would just be kind yeah. of like crazy. Like I would just do what I, I would be like. Okay, yeah, I'll go on a date, and I just had this shitty mindset that was like, well, this will be material, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even in the last week, I've done a lot of growing up. Like, the thing I mentioned before about going up to the gentleman in the bar, like, I'm proud of myself that I didn't do that. Yeah. Because the comedian in me wanted to do <laughs> all the shit, mm -hmm. you know? But, like, having control is really cool. And I think you can have control over your content. That's another thing I was thinking about is, um, <clears throat> I was talking to this new comedian, and I was like, he was asking me about what I was going for college, and I told him that I was going for environmental planning and design, and I was like, eh, but I don't really give a shit, I just want to live in my car and be a comedian. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm sorry, but why don't you do that? And the real answer is I have crippling self-doubt, mm -hmm. but what I told him was um, that I feel like my stuff is too dirty. Like, that's one of my excuses. Mm -hmm. And it's just like... A really dumb excuse. Part so of it. Do you think your stuff is too dirty? I don't know, but it's definitely an excuse I have. Uh -huh. And I don't know how valid that is, but it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, well, I can't get to the point I want to get to because of this thing. Yeah. You know how you create uh -huh. those things. So, I don't know. I just. I don't think I won't get booked with the comedy material, but I want to write however I want to write. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to define myself. I think, I think myself. as long as it's funny, you'll, you'll be fine. Right. Like, because you're not writing dirty just to be dirty. Like, a lot of comics when they first start out. Like, like I kind of do, though. Lines. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, the way I write is I want to shock people. Yeah. That's how I like to. Uh -huh. But you're not a shock comic. Right. You don't think I'm a shock comic? Mm -mm. I think some of the stuff you say is shocking, but I don't. I wouldn't consider you a shock comic. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> you've got you've got so many jokes that don't fit that bill. You know what right. I mean? Right. Well, I like to think I have a unique voice that doesn't. I, I don't want someone to say she's a blank comic. Yeah. Like I would just. I don't know. I, I just want to. Like you don't want to fall into a category. But unless it's like some of your own, like where. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I never want to fall into a category yeah. or anything. I want unique. I mean, I want my voice to grow and continue. Uh -huh. 
I've noticed the last few times I've done gigs, like, I just don't believe in my jokes, and I don't like them. Yeah. And it shows. Like, you could just know, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like, you're not getting the feedback, and it's so hard to fake that shit. Yeah. Especially when you're all, you're working all day at your day job, and you're like, well, I'm gonna go do these fucking jokes that I wrote that I've done a hundred times. It's a different times. energy. And I want to do, and it's terrifying doing new stuff. Like, last Sunday I went up and I did these half-assed yeah. premises... It just felt and like that's the shit. thing about the people that do the same set over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Like they can sell it, like it's like they're telling it for the first time. Right, you and know? I can do that if I want, but yeah. I just want to stay true. Like I, I'd rather be on that edge where it's like this yeah, is yeah. new, uh-huh. and I don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah, like I love that when I write a new joke that I know is gonna slot. That's the best feeling. Oh yeah, is in the writing process. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Or just when you have that eureka moment where just something happens in your brain and it just uh-huh. sparks and, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, like even like a rewording of a joke. Is like right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a joke. Or a tagline even. like just Right. And you're just like, how, how did I not think of that before? Yeah, uh-huh. And then I think, if I sat there long enough, I would have thought of it. But I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Like, do you think if you went and you just pieced your jokes and, like, figured out a way to set up diagrams and set up a formula, do you think that there's, once you have the comedic mind, uh-huh. do you think there's a way to connect a formula at that point? So maybe, like, if you went back to, like, some of your old jokes? Yeah, and then I was, and like, then every possible, like, this reminds me of this, like, word association that'll make me think of tags. Or I've kind of tried to do that with some of my older jokes that I kind mm-hmm. of threw out. Like, I'd look at them and say... I wonder if I can change this up a little bit and, you know, try it again. Uh, but I don't think I've had too much success with it. Um, there, I guess, I guess I've had, like, an instance where I wrote a joke and I never tried it and then I went back to it and kind of looked at it and I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. I'll give it a shot. Uh-huh. And then it kills and then you're like, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I... I've had that um, written down for two years. <laughs> I was cleaning out my closet the other day and I... Well, I didn't really clean it, but I was looking at my old comedy notebooks, uh-huh. and I came across one from when I was sober back in March. Uh-huh. And when I performed those jokes, they didn't hit. Yeah. And I think it was because I was sober when I performed them. Oh, yeah. And that's scary to do. And I did a whole five minutes of new material, completely sober. But then I went and looked back at the material, and I was like, this is actually good. Like, it made me laugh out loud. Nice. So I was like, I need to, you know, change my perspective on things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. It is. I want to learn more about, like, literary devices, just, like, English in general, and I think that would help with my mm-hmm. writing with jokes. Because I have the, um, you know, the timing and the performance aspect. Yeah. But I just want my writing to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you remember that show that we did at the box? It was me and Sarah Kennedy, Sarah Mowry, and Matt Peterson, I think, where we did our first set that we ever did, and then we performed our newest yeah. five minutes. That was kind of cool to do. Mm-hmm. I don't even weird. know. My it was, yeah, it was, it was weird to like perform those jokes. Like, like I don't know how many years it was, like 12 years later or something like that. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Somebody has their cell phone on. Caitlin left her cell phone on. Um, I don't have an <laughs> iPhone. Does it make a little chirp? 
Okay. My little chirpity derpity. Sorry. Should I switch to my iPhone? Uh, that's a good phone. All I right. like it. I haven't had any issues with mine at all. Okay, that's all. Cool. All right. This, this is also uh, brought to you yeah. by uh, Apple iPhone. Apple. Thanks, Steve, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. You're yeah. dead. He's a genius. Do you think he's a genius? I think so. What kind of genius? Like, what do you mean? Like, if you were, like, saying Einstein is a physics genius, <clears throat> like, what would you say? What kind of genius um, is Steve Jobs? Hmm. That's a good question. I think he was just, uh, let me think of the word. Bullshitting. He's good at bullshitting? Yeah. Or like marketing, or like... Yeah, I think he was good at marketing. I think he was I, just he's like good, an he's asshole. a good salesman, like, he was yes, good exactly. at, uh, See, I think he'd be a good comedian. He's a good hat. Although he would steal <coughs> jokes. If he was a comedian, he'd steal jokes. Yeah, but he'd sell them like they were his. Right, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine if... Comedians didn't have any. Well, there are some that just didn't have any principle, and they were just like, "I'm just gonna steal all these jokes." Like the internet would just be a fucking field day. Oh yeah. You could I've just have comics like that. Hours and hours and hours of material uh -huh. at your fingertips. Yeah. You ever think about this being a hack? No. Me neither. Okay. I mean, Why I do it. I think about it because it's here. Like I think, <coughs> well, but it's yeah. not an option. Yeah. It's just something that I play with. Uh -huh. An idea. Like, how easy would that be to yeah. just? Go online and watch some female comic in Tampa. Like, when she posted... That's why I don't put my shit online. Yeah. And I make a big deal if I see people recording. Uh-huh. I'm just like, you're going to fucking delete that. Yeah. Like, I'm super aggressive yeah. about it. Anyway. I don't say fucking, but I'm... Yeah, I'm very... Do. No. You should. It, it does... It says it in my face, you know? But, um... You can just, like, just anyone. You can just go online and find an act and be like, Alright, that's my new fucking half that's hour. My, yeah, that's my new act. That's crazy to me. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want anyone well, to do that. Jay Moore did that with it. He was filming a Comedy Central special. Uh-huh. And he, his closing bit was stolen word for word from some comic. But the producer knew the comic and he knew the joke. So as soon as Jay Moore walked off stage, he's like, we're not airing this. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. That, that takes balls, though. Yeah. You have to give it to him. Like, uh -huh. that took guts to steal... Yeah. But and here's the thing. It's not that big of a deal <clears throat> if you steal. Really. Co comedians don't like you. Granted, that's the biggest fan base for stand-up comedy is other comedians. I, I would think. Yeah. But, really? Like, yeah, but, no one yeah, gives Robin a shit. Yeah, Robin Williams is a known thief. Right. He's, no one gives a not, fuck. Yeah, no one gives, gives a shit So it's like, why even... Why do we stand like that, so like close to Like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, because I, I loved him in the movies and stuff, so like... I didn't like his stand-up. Well, didn't he, like, pay people once if they could well, prove... Well, yeah, if they could prove it, yeah. He would pay them, like, I mean, 50 bucks or hacking. something. Yeah. Still... But he was also a great improviser. But, okay. How do you sleep at night? Like, knowing yeah. I'm making... I'm pop... Or you have to... It's something you question in your mind. Am I funny because I'm funny, or am I funny because of that shit I stole from someone that's better than me? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll never really know if you're that good. Uh -huh. Well, see, that's the thing about the thieves, though, is they think they're that good. Like, Carlos Mencio, when he steals a joke, he tells the person, like, well, that's my joke, because I tell it better than you. So okay. he thinks that he's better than it, whoever he stole the So joke. they're just one of those delusional comedians that just happens to make it because, yeah. you know, the writing's solid or whatever. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, these horrible comedians are really good at selling themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many that's, bad comedians that are good hard, at that. How? Like, how, why? Why don't those two things come together? I mean, they well, do. Well, it's because the good the good comedians are busy writing and working mm-hmm. on their acts, and they're bad at the business part. That's a cop out, though. I think it's more than that. I think it's that they don't want to come off as being arrogant. Yeah. I think that they don't want to show. It's kind of that thing where, like, you know how funny you are, you mm-hmm. know? But you don't want to go around saying how funny yeah. you are. You want to prove yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I always hate, like, I've never been, like, the type of guy like that likes talking to people after the show. Uh-huh. And, like, look at me. I'm funny still. I'm still even. You know what I mean? Okay. Because you'll find a lot of comedians like that. That's, like, uh. I like it sometimes. I mean, not hanging no, out, yeah, but when yeah, people but come up like and they say trying they to draw attention it. to yourself. Like right. I've worked with comics like that where yes, it's just yes, like, yes. like, gather around, look at me. I'll you go know? in the back and I'll put my head down and yeah. I'll wait for people to approach yeah, yeah. me. Like, See, I'm I've, very... I've usually got like t-shirts and stuff, so I've got to, you know, do that whole thing and uh, talk to people. Yeah, we've and, talked about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm always like super awkward after shows. Unless it's a good show, then it's a little different, but. I've noticed I've been awkward. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the better the set is, I'll just, like, put my head down and I'll go in the back and I'll just pretend to be Is it because you're weird with compliments? Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely. And it depends. If it's from... It depends on who it's from. Mm Mm-hmm. And how they say it. Like, sometimes I just don't want to hear the shit. Like, I don't want to hear, you know, oh, I'm funny, I'm a comedian, or just, like, stupid nonsense. Like, I just want to hear... Hey, that was a good set. Uh-huh. Like, or just something. But I don't want to hear your opinions about comedy mm-hmm. or... The joke ideas. Joke idea, <laughs> Yeah, just all of that shit. Yeah. And then I also don't like when other comedians flatter me. Yeah. Because it's just bullshit. Like, I can always tell mm-hmm. when it's sincere or not. Mm-hmm. So. Which comedians do you, do you hate the most? Here in Albuquerque? No, just like... <laughs> just just like well-known comics. That I hate? Yeah. I don't even get... Or like, maybe what style of comic? Like, what... Oh. Um... Like a hacky fucking road comic. Mm-hmm. Like, just a... Or not even road, but just like... From the 80s, still doing the same act. Mm-hmm. Fucking ego out the fucking... Just talks about themselves all the yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked with this guy in Tucson, and, like, just looking at his headshot, I knew he was going to be a pain in the ass, and I was going to fucking hate him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if, he, if I talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, because uh, Jacob and Jessica were with me, and we, we had to go pick this guy up from the, ho- the hotel, and I was mm-hmm. like, I know this guy's going to be a pain in the ass. We're probably going to be running late for the show. He's going to have some fucking thing, and he's probably going to be on his cell phone. And, like, everything I said was exactly <laughs> right. Like, he was 15 minutes, like, getting down there, and then he was on his phone, and just, like, uh-huh. super fucking loud. Like, just so annoying. Like, yeah. Whereas, like, us three are in the car with him just while he's on the phone, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't like that guy. Yeah. Do you think uh, that... His comedy was so bad. Do you think and he was one of those guys, too, like, after the show, like, just, like, fucking... Talking to everyone, like, just trying to get everyone to pay attention to him. Yeah. See, I seek validation. For, like, or some shit. I seek validation with my comedy. Like, that's, I'm not <clears> gonna, <throat> I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah. But, 
I do that when I'm on stage mm -hmm. with the performance itself. Yeah. Like, I don't go off... Like, there's a comedian here in town. But we'll, he just, like, sucks. And then he'll just act like an asshat off stage. Like, look at me, look at me. It just gets on my fucking nerves. It's like, just prove it on stage and shut yeah. the fuck up. Uh-huh. My favorite comedians are those that, like, you wouldn't even know they were a comedian. Yeah. Like... You just talk to them, and they just say some sly comment, and you're like, I fucking love you. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are my favorite. Uh -huh. Those are my people. Or when you just look at them, and they give you a look. Yeah. And you just know, like, we're thinking the same thing, uh -huh. and this is bullshit, and that person's stupid. Like, I, I bond a lot over how st stupid other people are, mm -hmm. or how stupid a situation is, or whatever. I was thinking about when I was driving over here. Uh, I don't think of, I don't think any Albuquerque comedians have cool dads. <laughs> you know of any What's comedian? a cool dad? I don't know, like, just a... Devin's dad is the shit. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's He's right. He's great, okay. supportive parents. That's, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, though, I don't think I've met any comedians' dads. Like, none of them come to Do shows. Do you think anymore. that that is a requisite to have, like, some fun? Well, dad? that's what I was wondering, like, because I was thinking about that on the way over here, like... It's common. Like, not, like, yeah, I've met, kind of met Devin's dad, and he's had a bunch of shows, but, like, mm -hmm. I don't think any other comedians... Parents come out. Yeah. 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 My parents don't. Yeah. My mom used to all the time, like, when I started out. That was cool. Yeah, that's nice. And I used to do jokes about her and stuff. I need that's to write more. Stop coming out. <laughs> I need to write more jokes about my family. Yeah. And friends. Yes. Dead air. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I was pantomiming though. She was pantomiming. Oh, pantomiming the fuck out the air. Pantomime. What is it? Pantomime or pantomime? Pantomime. 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 <laughs> okay. Pantomime. <laughs> pantomime. Mime. Who's <laughs> a mime? <laughs> I if, made it into a totally different word. I'm like, pantomime. If, if you did steal jokes from a comic, who would it be? Oh. It would be hard to. It would be someone that has jokes like you that are just jokes. Because uh -huh. I couldn't be like, oh, my ex-wife, and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, it would have to be like a joke writer. Like, I would just steal them. I've already stolen from you. Just kidding, I haven't. <laughs> I could, though. I could just be yeah, like, yeah. here's Kurt Fletcher's jokes. It's, uh, uh, it was around the time the, when Carlos Mencia was first getting called out stealing jokes. Uh, there's a female comedian, Morgan Murphy. Have you ever seen her? Uh-huh. She's really funny. Uh, she posted a video on MySpace, and she's like, I can't believe Carlos Mencia is doing my act, like, word for word. And then <laughs> she showed a video of, like, her doing a joke, and then Carlos Mencia doing the same joke. But it was actually Carlos's set, but she was stealing oh, from him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, her last joke, she's like, I was scratching my balls the other day. <laughs> That's pretty funny. funny. She's really funny.
MySpace, huh? Mm-hmm. MySpace. Dan Cook was super popular on MySpace. Yeah. And now he's not. <laughs> yeah. See, that's tragic to me. Like, <coughs> he... Wasn't he the first comedian to sell out Madison Square Garden or something? Or he did something. He he, he set some record, right? Yeah, I don't remember but what it was. isn't that sad that, like, that was ten years ago and now he's not doing much? Well, he was known as a thief as well. Right. But do you think that really affected everyone not liking him, though? Maybe. Okay. Because Carlos Mencia's popularity has gone way down. Yeah, but he sucks. Like, you have to think yeah, about that, Yeah, but he had too. a fucking huge audience, because he had a TV show on Comedy Central. Like, he was really popular. Yeah. Like, he was, like, doing tours where he was, like, selling out shows on Mondays and Tuesdays. Like I just want to gradually get better as I get older. Yeah. I don't want to, like, do good and then eat shit the rest of my life. Uh-huh. Like, what do you even do with your life at that yeah. point? Like, what's the point? Uh-huh. I wonder if they save their money from, like, when they're at their... The top of their game. You I know? doubt like, it. They're comics. They're probably horrible with their money. Yeah. Like, but Dane Cook actually made like money doing movies and stuff. Yeah. So he's probably doing alright. But Carlos Mencia, I don't think he ever did any movies. Like, he had the TV show, but... Mm-hmm. But probably... I bet Comedy Central pays dog shit anyway. Probably. Like, I... And he's not making, like, royalty checks. They never show that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you want to see this hacky shit from ten years ago? Yeah, <laughs> That's not uh-huh. going to be yeah. the hot. And then there's a whole new style of comedy now that people like. Uh-huh. Like anti-comedy or just like kind of very um, political and um, social kind of humor. Uh-huh. A lot more progressive and just inclusive, I guess. Uh-huh. And he's, like, a fucking white guy pretending to be a Mexican. Like, that is not what people want to see right now. Yeah. At all. I don't. I never wanted to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I never understood why people liked him so much, but... It was just that thing where he could sell himself. Do you think that comedy is molded by what people prefer? Or do you think people prefer what's happening in comedy? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Like, because, uh, like, like with a lot of L.A. comics right now, there's, like, a like a storytelling type. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know. I feel like what we create is, like, when we take chances, uh-huh. that's what, it's in the creation, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's, oh, what are people wanting? Yeah. I don't think that's ever... I think that we're just groundbreaking think, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people... that's the thing with music, but not not with comedy. Oh, okay. You think so? I think so. Yeah, but how do... Okay, with music, like, how do people know what they want until they hear it? But, or do you mean, like, a whole style? Yeah, like a whole like, style. Like, Blink-182 yeah, yeah, yeah. is number one right now. Right now? Yeah. Like, Jesus. their new song is number one. So now I'm like, okay, so, like, this whole pop-punk thing is going to come back. Uh. You know, that's no. why that's my theory, <laughs> is that it's gonna come back mm-hmm. if Blink One Eighty Two is number one right yeah. now. Hey, that's not horrible. That's true. Like it was horrible ten years ago, but now it's like that's kind of refreshing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Yeah, I guess, yeah, because I mean, I was never a huge fan of Blink One Eighty Two, but me neither. They're 
much better than some of the shit they play right now on the radio. Right. It's but getting bad. It would be neat to have some of that stuff come back and, like, uh-huh. I don't know, people, like, and then that gets people more into, like, the old punk rock and uh-huh. then, like, there would just be more shows and I think it's exciting. That is cool. Yeah. No, like, the, although part the of me... Tour again. Although part of me is, like, oh, well, I liked it before Blink-182 yeah. was number one on the radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, it's. You know, I was the other day, it was uh, when we went to Edge Fest. I remember we saw Pennywise, and Pennywise, like, just talked in between songs. They played, like, four songs. Yeah. But Bad Religion was, like, the exact opposite. Uh huh. I did this play, they played, like, 12 songs. Uh huh. They were. And, and he, didn't say, was... he didn't say a word hardly. But he was, like, the guy that you want to listen to. Talk. Right, because he's a professor <laughs> of evolution. Yeah. See, that, that's something there. Like, he has control. Uh-huh. The other guy's just like, I'm this drunk punk rock yeah, and yeah. politics and beep, yeah. beep, 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 Yeah, I could do this and the crowd will say yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it annoys me. It does. Like, I like, we Penny, talked I about, like Pennywise, but right. it's like, just shut the fuck up and play, uh-huh. and you know? Kurt was telling me the other night about how... <laughs> He told this person in a band that he needed to quit talking so much in between songs. Yeah. And my thing was like, I think it's because that's what we do and we get offended that they're trying to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do your thing uh-huh. and we'll do our thing. Exactly. Because it's just offensive when it's just horrible. Yeah. Like, the music was good. Like, just keep that momentum going. Just fucking rock. You know? just... Bad, that was the best life. That like, was one of the best live bad religion. I've ever seen. See, and it was only like what a thirty minute set maybe. Yeah, here's my thing with Bad Religion is, I was never like this is some rock and music like I was yeah, more yeah, yeah. it was more of the lyrics for me uh-huh. all those years. Yeah. But once I saw them live, they rocked my fucking world. Yeah. Seriously. No, they were great. Yeah, the best. Like, I've seen tons of shows, and that was one of my favorite performances. Yeah. Like by far the best performance at it. And best. he's like what fifty years old. Yes. Yeah. Rocking it up there, incredible. Mm-hmm. I saw Iron Maiden once, and they they were like that, like just, nice. and their singer was like in his fifties, but he's just like mm-hmm. running all over the place, like all over stage, like all night. It was nice. cool. I wonder if there's a comparison with comedy there, like when you see someone special, like that's polished, that's all the material they ever have, all built up, and then you see them do like a regular twenty minute showcase uh-huh. at a brewery or some shit, and they just eat dog shit. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> It's just funny. Because uh-huh. I think all comedians have, like, their, where they're on, like, completely, and then they have their, well, this audience sucks, and I'm not getting paid, and, like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. No, I've seen comics do that on purpose, if they don't like the crowd. Yeah, that's shitty. I try to not do that. Well, I mean, I think we do it, it subconsciously, already, yeah. automatically. Well, I've seen Troy Baxley do it, and it was fucking hilarious. Like, it was... To me, it was hilarious. Right. It's, just, he's but, such a comedian's comedian. Yeah, 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 Like, if he gave an ounce of shit, he could be famous. Yes. Yeah. But that's part of his allure. Uh-huh. But, like, you really want your fan base to just be, you know... Yeah. A hundred comedians? Like, that's... Uh-huh. And the cool thing about Troy is, like, he does do the same material that he's had for years, but it's, like, I've never seen him, like, duplicate a show, ever. Hmm. Yeah, because um, he's he's got so many jokes. Like he's got hours of material, and he just kind of like pulls from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like 
because uh, I'll run into him at a show or something. I'll be like, hey, you should do this joke. And he'll be like, oh, I haven't told that one in a couple of years. You know? Uh-huh. And then he'll do it. That's cool. And he, he's, he takes his notes on stage. And, like, the way he does it is, like, I don't know. It's... I, here's the thing, Kurt. I don't think I'm ever not going to take notes on stage. Yeah. Like, I've come to that. That's not even an excuse for me. Uh-huh. Like, it's just something that's, that I do. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like... And if, if, I, you, if you do it at every show, then it's just part of who you are on stage. If I have to you remember know, the joke, it takes away from my act. If yeah. I have to do that thing where I'm like, uh... Uh-huh. It takes away, and I'm not going to rehearse shit either. So I don't know how I can do Uh without. I mean, I'll put it on my hand just to create the illusion that I don't have a notebook. Yeah. Because sometimes that looks bad. Uh Well, well, Troy takes his notebook. Well, he takes Mm -hmm. notes, and it's like, they're not even, like, organized. (laughs) Which is what I love. That's what I should do, is I should just take my shit show of a notebook. Yeah. Like I have. Instead of, like, a neat little Uh set list. And then he does a joke about it at the end. Where he says something like, he's, he's, he wasn't even supposed to perform, he found those notes on the bus or something. Right. He's like, this guy's pretty funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Devin does that hacky shit where he says, oh, this is my grocery list. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people fucking do that. I, no, I remember doing that. Yeah. One of my first open mics. I never mention my notes. I figure if I don't mention it, they're not going to... They'll yeah. notice, but they're not going to think anything of it. Yeah. I don't know. But Mary Bird doesn't allow notes on her shows. Hippie Man takes notes. Oh, yeah, he does. I well, he does, it, he does it in a good, like, a, a way where it doesn't even matter. That show that I did know. with him, I just had a bar stool and I had my notebook open. Yeah. And I just glanced down. But what I need to do more often is just, like, actually go over my set and not, like, write yeah. it 20 minutes before. Like, I need uh-huh. to know it instead of just be like, well, here's all the jokes, and then I'll rely on it too uh-huh. much. But if I kind of know the order, then it's just a glance instead of a... Yeah. Then also, I shouldn't write in, like, lime green ink. Yeah, probably not. Because I'm like... <laughs> Audio podcast. Audio podcast. Audio podcast. Let's keep, let's keep this tight and wrap it up in the next eight. Sound cool. good? Yeah, All right. absolutely. We're talking about the podcast on the podcast. Yes. This is a podcast about podcasts. Um, Zach Moss does a podcast about oh, podcasts. Oh, yeah. Uh, whiskey and cigarettes or yes. something like that? Yeah. I want to be on it. He told me he wanted to have me on, but he's probably just being nice. <laughs> No, no, I know. He's a cool guy. I know he's a cool guy, but like he probably realized how big of a loser I was after he said that. I he, doubt it. Probably. <laughs> or he watched my shitty set at the open mic, and he was like, "Nope." <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. He saw me kill it at Sushi High, though. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good room. Mm-hmm. 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 I gotta get up to Denver soon. Yeah. All right, Kurt. What shows do you have coming up? Uh, Detroit next week at the Comedy Castle, which is where Tim Allen and Dave Coulier started. Fuck both of those guys. I know. All right, continue. They make so much money. Stupid. Fuck money. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then, uh, you know, uh, I'll be in Denver for a week. And then, uh, then I got a couple shows here. 
I'm going to do Imbibe on August 4th, and then I have a private gig August 6th in Santa Fe. Then I go to L.A. for a few days. Then Laughlin, Nevada. Pine Top, Arizona. Then Burbank, California. At a comic book store with Jeff May, who I made out with in this house one time. <laughs> I'm not going to explain that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll use it as the picture. Made out with Jeff May. We'll put that as the picture. Have we used that as a picture before? I feel like I we hope have. So. We have used Let's it before. Let's use it again. Okay. That was good. Okay. And then uh, August 29th, I'll be in Boulder City, Nevada. We're going to go visit Sam Talent. Okay. Out in Las Vegas. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. What do you got coming up? I got... Um... House Mesa Brewing on Tuesday, July 19th, 8 p.m. Um, come out to see me. <laughs> Anyone? Um, and then July 22nd, I've got the Orpheum with uh, Ron. I don't know how to say his last name. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's actually, he's uh, he's Pl featuring for J.R. Brow at the stage. Pl 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 Placenta? Placenta, yeah. Ron Placenta. That's him. Placon? Placon? Placon, yeah. I have no Pl idea. I don't either. I will learn. I'll go see him so that I know how Ooh. to say. Yeah. Okay. And then June 30th, I'm June opening. June 30th? July, sorry. <laughs> July 30th, I'm opening for Matt Peterson in a cul-de-sac in Rio Rancho. Nice. The old cul-de-sac gig. Yeah. That was fun. And I haven't found a feature yet. I haven't figured out who I want to ask yet. Like, See who's a big draw in Rio Rancho. Cul -de I was thinking Joe Quesada. Yeah, I think he'd go. be good in the cul-de-sac market. Yeah. I bet he's got a cool dad. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah. So does Rusty. It's true. Mm -hmm. So that was my theory. I have a cool dad. I just... And Holland's dad is cool, present. too. John Bird. Yeah. I like him. All right. Yeah, so that's very bad. Okay, so our dads suck. That's yeah, that's what much. I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> Every father figure. Yeah. Just kidding, Kurt has a cool stepdad. He, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah. I think we should wrap it. Okay, yeah. So like that was a, episode 18. Wrapping yeah, it up any, like a condom. Yeah, I was... Thinking like I was condom. singing that song, Bag It Up. I don't know that one. Bag mm -hmm. It Up. When I dip, you dip, no, you no, dip. No, no, it's that one that's like, Bag It Up. I gotta bag it up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, Sorry. God damn, just a second. Sorry, I'm terrible at hip hop. It's, unless you it's are like terrible. from 1996. If it's anywhere from like 92 to 98, I'm pretty good. Bag It Up. Young Scooter. Oh, young it. scooter. Yeah, now you know. You no, don't. I don't. <laughs> okay, and that's three hundred and seventy. I know his dad though. Old scooter. There's an advertisement. Oh no, we're gonna advertisement. Advertisement. Is this it? Is this young I don't know. scooter? I hope it is. Is that the? What if it's not even a song? It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't. That's not even the song. Man, this is, uh, <laughs> this is not, not going well. Just a second, everyone. He already fell asleep.
Oh, man. No diggity. No diggity. I know that song. I bag it up. Oh, yeah. That one. <laughs> That's not getting Scooter at all. No. All right. That's like Blackstreet. Yeah. The Blackstreet Boys. So it's called No Diggity, but they say, gotta bag it up. Yeah. Like they a do. condom, I think. Like a condom. That's what that means, right? Is it? Oh, I thought they were digging up a spot for a body, and they gotta bag it up, so like... <laughs> I I'm so, I was sad that your line didn't go that well the other night. Oh, uh, yeah. That's fine. That's I laughed really us. hard because <laughs> we wrote it together. Yeah. So. It was fun. That was the first joke you ever wrote about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you know of. Yeah. I've got a whole hour. Okay. Just kidding. I don't. I wish I did. If you did, you'd be, like, on the circuit right now. Yeah. You need to, like, get in tune with your feelings I and do. let that shit out. I know. Mean. Yeah. Fucking mean. I want to be mean. That'd be fun. Do it. I like getting mean on stage. All right. I go that heckler in Madrid that one time. You remember that guy? Nope. He All right. me off. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah. Buttholes. Kurt's moving away, so this is the last podcast. No, we'll record one in a couple weeks. No, this is the last one. We're going to record one in a couple okay, weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. Jerks. Just kidding. You guys are great. Like, we're never getting back together. Like, ever.